I've been thinking a lot about modern lately, and I'm really happy to have you here with me, Vince. You know why? Because I like modern too. You like modern too. And I know a lot of people in this community who are really good at modern. I know a lot of people who have great tournament results in modern, who play modern very well, play modern very regularly. Uh, that's not you. You are someone who really loves modern. Yeah. Inside and out. And you're someone we can get geeky with sure. about modern. Sure. And you actually do, joking aside, honestly, really know your stuff. And that I, I no, you do. You really know your stuff. No, I appreciate because that. You, 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 well, I play a lot of magic. That you helps. You do play a lot. Of, it does help. It does help. <laughs> Whenever you're not busy making content about magic, which takes up a bit of your time, yeah, I know bit. you're also playing magic. And most of that time, it's playing modern. So let's talk about modern. Sure. You said to me uh, yesterday that you think modern might be in one of the best states it's ever been in right now. Mm-hmm. And yet Ren and Six is running wild. Uh, can you explain that to me? Uh, Ren and Six is actually running wild in Legacy. Right. So it just seems not like- in um, It's not running wild in modern. It's playable in modern. I think the, the, the Jun deck is playing like probably four copies, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought, right. But it's not running wild. Like, um, I think both Jund, Tron, and like uh, Burn are putting up similar numbers. Mm -hmm. So it's like a trifecta of like, okay, they're the best decks, but it's kind of an okay place to be. I've seen people comparing it to the Twin days, like when, when Twin used to be legal. That's a good thing, because one of the things I always said about Twin, I was always in the camp, and again, I mean, you're, like, you're really more of an expert on this than, than I am, but yeah. I've always in the camp of like, it's nice to have like the, the, the uh, Peacekeeper deck. And I thought Twin was a good Peacekeeper deck. Yeah. That is why it showed up in top eights. But it kept things in check. So you're saying maybe Jund is now the Peacekeeper deck? Yeah, That's fun yeah. to Jund. I, I, I can't deck. remember what tournament it was. It might have been one of the SCG things, but like people were just showing the percentages and Burn, Tron, and Jund were the top decks. And like maybe Blue White Control was the second one down, third, mm -hmm. fourth one down. Blue White's weird though, because you've got like the control deck and then you've got Stoneforge. But I don't know if many people paint. Stoneforge just turned out to just not be much of an issue or problem or even that well played. And the same thing happened when just, they unbanned Jace. Yeah, but I mean, I was saying this for years or so, but it's, it's a good card, but it, I don't know if it's good enough. Right. Weird, isn't it? How it can be so good in Legacy and then... There's a couple ways that people are running Stoneforge in Modern, though, which is nice, right? Aren't so they? Like, well, I think everyone's tried every combination under the sure. sun now, right? And the, only places, and the only places I think it's stuck is like, like Greenwood Eldrazi seems to be very popular, which basically feels like a Death and Taxes deck with less with less taxes, shall we say. And then like uh, blue-white Stoneblade, which is basically using Stoneforge as a finisher. But again, I mean, don't quote me, I'll have to check numbers and stuff, but I think blue-white control just is good enough to play without Stoneforge. That's kind of like a, how do you want to finish your game? Do you want to do colonnades? Do you want a couple of mentors? Do you want mentors plus some Stoneforges? It's like that sort of thing. It's right. like choose your own adventure book, and ultimately Stoneforge is just one of a few ways you can close out games, right? Like, but everyone, people are trying everything. I, yeah. like, the, the most success I had with it was with Arbiter, which is weird because I said before it got unbanned, that deck will be terrible and that's a non bow. And then weirdly, that's the only Stone Forge deck I've been able to go like 4 1 with or whatever. It's right. Playing the cards that it's bad with. But yeah, it's a good card. It's just like. I've been thinking about building Jund. Uh, it's, I like. It, is Jund considered a fair deck? Uh, traditionally, it's the fairest, right? Now, <laughs> now, now it's a little know, less fair. Oh, Red and Six what makes, let, let's start with what, what makes fair? What do we mean when we say fair? Oh, this is a big thought exercise and like articles and whole videos, I reckon. Right. Um I think Pharaoh is like playing magic as Richard Garfield intended. Like I'm gonna play I'm gonna play threats, I'm gonna play interaction. Sometimes I lean towards interacting more because I'm control. Sometimes I lean towards threats more because I'm mid-range. And that's fair, right? And then and then you have a second subcategory, in my opinion. People might disagree with this, but 
There are fair decks that force other people to play fair. So it's like Thalia's and Chalice of the Void and stuff like that. But they can air on unfair when you prison someone out, right? Mm -hmm. And then unfair is all the nonsense. Like, you know, I'm going right. to cast 1,000 spells in a turn. I'm going to decrease the cost of my spells. I'm going to make more mana than you. Looking to find, I would say that, that, that unfair is looking for ways to get around the built-in tempo or restrictions of yeah, the game. Yeah, that's so a very you, fair assessment. Right. So when I find ways to, ooh, I'm going to generate more mana than three lands should produce. When I find ways to, ooh, I'm going to get more effects from this spell, uh, like the very definition of storm is unfair. Yeah. The number of times that this that, that there have been spells cast, you get to recast it, recast it, recast it, but normally a spell, you cast it once. And so here I'm getting the effect multiple times. Well, it's, so, that, it's exactly that. The, the, the reason they call, you refer to like reanimating stuff as cheating it in, right? Snake and right. show, show and tell. Right, cheating it in. We cheating said, were you cheating it in? And which that's because is... you're breaking the rules of magic. Right. Grizzle Brand shouldn't be in play before turn eight. Right. But there we go. Right, <laughs> right. So Jund is traditionally one of the more fair decks. Uh, of... It can feel unfair. It can feel unfair. Right. But that's not how we qualify. Right, right. Not. It's not doing any of those shenanigans. There's no delve. There's there's no reanimation. There was a time when people played Tascas and Gomags, but like that was a long, that was when they were like the new hot stuff, Sure. Right? Sure. I still think Tasker could have a place. The problem is if you play Bob. That's the thing about Jund is that there's customizable flex slots. There's a lot of discussion around what your five like flex slots are. But if you're playing Bob, you don't want to play Tasker. Right. But if you're playing Tower's Tracker, you can afford to play one Tasker if you want to. Right. But then I don't know. I've got a soft spot for Tasker and playing suboptimal cards. So maybe I'm the best person to ask about Jund deck, which is trying to be the most optimal deck possible, right? So why is it the best that the format's ever been then? So what makes why, it? Why What's, is what, that? Yeah, I guess what, we've. We've come out of quite a few busted times, right? Like, Hogak was a period. That was not that long ago. Hogak was no. days ago, literally, it feels like. Yeah. W when was it banned? It was, uh, it's been... It was banned at the same time Stoneforge was unbanned, so it was the days. Monday after GP Vegas. So we're talking, I think it's actually been almost three weeks now. That's days. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's like... days. And during Hogak, you were telling me just in our casual conversations, Modern's in trouble. Uh, uh, so to go from in trouble to better than it's ever been with just the banning of Hogak, it makes me wonder if Modern Horizons had just simply magically not had Hogak, that it would have come in and ushered in a golden era in Modern. I would have had to eat my words because I was uh, <laughs> uh, uh, against, I was against uh, Modern Horizons in many ways. And it would have been like, no, Modern Horizons, was that what did it though? I've just checked just to make sure that uh, I'm yeah. waffling. Yeah, in this in this order on goldfish, for example, I mean these percentages are really high, unusually high for normal. But burn sixteen percent, jund fourteen percent, tron thirteen percent. So maybe more than not as diverse as it once was. Weirdly, four color words are twelve percent, blue white stone stone blade ten percent. Then there's Aldrazi, tron, Grixis, death shadow. They're all going down. The titan shift, dredge, humans, hardened scales, amulet titan. Feels diverse, right? There's another blue white down there. That's that's fairly diverse, actually. Yeah, I think if, if you, I, I want to take an aggro strategy, I can take aggro strategy. If I want to do dredge, I can do dredge. But dredge isn't out of control like it once was. Yeah, if you add blue white control into the stone blade thing, they play differently. And that would be one of the bigger decks again because they were separated out. One at nine and one at four, like right. I was saying. So yeah, well, I remember the numbers well. I'm normally really bad with numbers, but yeah, like I, I don't know what it is. Like I guess there's a lot of new toys, right? And like Jund for the longest time was never any good. And then Renin Six has just pushed it up. So it's not Renin Six isn't dominating like it's doing legacy, but Renin Six is allowing Jund to perform again because it's giving it a really good two, efficient two drop that doesn't stifle deck building like Bob does, can remove X ones, can consistently fix your mana base. And 
all this jazz. Like, weird. I think as well, again, I have to double check stuff, but I think John's playing less lands than it used to do because Renin 6 just says, well, okay, you're going to hit your land up anyway because you've got to fetch in the bin. We can get it back and back and back and back. And there was a time when John was out on 26 lands. It doesn't have to be, which makes the deck better because you have more gas. Mm-hmm. Um, why is John, uh, why is modern Mordiverse? Must be it. the banning of Faithless Looting. I think Faithless Looting is probably helping. Like, or, well, that's the reason, right? Like, that's why Hogak is real dead, other than Hogak being gone. But like, right. no weird veg, no Vengevinal equivalent to showed up afterwards. Dredge was out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, well, you had two variants. You had, you had Dredge and you had Hogak, and both of them were bad. Even they before gone. Hogak, Dredge was was a powerhouse. Dredge, yeah. Like, Dredge was bugging me for years. Like, do you remember when, like, when Troll came off the ban list and went back on? Right. I was for the for that period. I was like, I don't think Troll was the problem. Like. You're going from Dredge 6 to Dredge 5 and give them like less of a late game, but Conflagrate was always the card that really bugged me because it made all the creature decks really bad to play. Right. It's a real feel bad when your opponent just like ditches seven cards to Conflagrate, which isn't actually a downside for them after loaming and just raff your board and you're like, well, that doesn't seem fair. But nothing about Dredge seems fair. But Bridge is gone now, which is, you know, and then like, no, yeah, no Faithless Living, so. New cards in uh, Eldraine though, we've got that two mana thing that's like, it's, it's, um, it's literally tormenting voice instant speed. Right. So that's is that going to be enough from Eldraine to push uh, any of that in? Hope so not. I hope not. I, I hope not too, but it's just funny to see a card that already exists be put in, which is a good card that sees play with Tormenting Voice. Right. And then you're like, oh, here's an instant speed one. I'm like, huh. So like, that's just, talk about power creep in an episode of Dice Removal that'll be out at some point, right? Yes. That's literal power creep. It's the same right. card, but instant speed. Right. I mean, I guess, I guess you can count it with Dispel. So it's not strictly better. Yeah. <laughs> But it's pretty close. Yeah, but when you see those things, it just it always baffles my mind. I'm like, that's it. It's, there's no reason to play Tormenting Voice anymore. Unless right. you want eight copies of the effect. Or right, right. But whether it's good enough to replace Faithless Looting, probably not, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah modern's wild. It is. Uh, why Is it just the financial cost that you think keeps people away from the format? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like People people just get really tilted out and frustrated about this stuff, right? And I think it's like, fair. Like, okay, so I just... So happened to have a lot of the the most expensive components of Jund. Uh, I have Liliana's from when I played original in Estrad. Uh, I have some. Uh, I think I've got Tarmogoyfs from. So what's making you want to build Jund then? I like fair decks. I like yeah, I like Magic as Garfield intended. I mean, is Merfolk a fair deck? It's a it's a tribal deck. We're getting Vile, a Vile's of this. weird because Vile, Vile is the unfair part. Yeah, because it lets you cheat on tempo, it lets you cheat on mana, right? Lets you cheat on timing restrictions. Right. So there's a lot of arguments. It's a more that fair Vile, deck. It's fair, but it's less fair than the player creature player thing. At sure, what it should be. I like fair decks. I like getting a little bit of variety in what I can do, which I think Jund offers. So I don't like, so it, I don't like straight up, like let's say goblins. Goblins, you're just drop those suckers on the ground. Not not anymore. Not, not anymore. anymore. Like, but you're right. Like the, for the longest time, modern goblins are just eight whack, right? Like you just play things that yeah. pop the front end and swing. And then we got ringleader. Then we got, uh, no, we got ringleader. Then we got matron. I got Grumgullies as combo alternatives and stuff. And now you can play like, Mid-range strategies, toolbox strategies, go get your Krenko. Sometimes go get the Kikijiki and stuff. So it probably might be the best build is still aggro, but you can still build it. It's nice that that archive's been opened up. 
Mm-hmm. It's not so nice that it's just not as good as the other stuff that Modern Horizons bought, right? <laughs> right, right, right. That's true. That's the weird thing about Magic That's sets. true. I am really looking forward to see if the Grum Gully uh, uh, really, that deck is going to be. Are you doing a tech on it on I'm going to do a gameplay of uh, the Goblin, Goblin, Combo Goblins again with Grum Gully. I imagine right. like Jim Davis, is a big. he's a big Goblins fan. He'll probably be playing on his channel. And stuff you should like just well, do a straight so. up tech in addition to that where you literally just say, uh, here's the deck. That might be something I need to start doing with my content in general. I was just doing deck techs alongside it. Because right. it's just like... Tying them together, is, it's kind of like free real estate, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's also just nice to have instruction. Like, like, yeah. like gameplay, some people favor gameplay. I get people asking me all, a lot, like, like, will you show some gameplay of these decks? And 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 then I get, uh, I would imagine people are like, can you just like say, the deck has this, the deck has this, it functions like this, this is its goal. These are the main synergies, strategies, do this if this happens. There's your instruction well, manual. I mean, I know you've seen a few of my big gameplay videos. That's yeah. the, that's the how my um, big gameplay videos start. They always start with like, on, on, on occasion, I joke and go, I don't want to do a deck tech here because the deck's really straightforward. Let me right. show you. Right. Sometimes it's easier just to show a deck in action, but other times it's better to discuss card choices, why you pick this, why you pick that, what the toolbox is, and all that right. sort of stuff. You know? Right, right, right. Uh, a lot of people are worried about Wurza, though. Do you think Wurza is something to be worried I, about? So I was worried, too, yeah. just before I could talk. Oh, there we go. I don't want to make all the crankling yeah, noises. Yeah, right? yeah, careful with that crankle. Wurza, <laughs> well, is Wurza, because I started hearing like Wurza's the boogeyman and then we're getting uh, Emery in Wurza. I think Emery might be a problem in combination with those right. stuff. But like, it, it looks like the reason that Wurza might not be the, the, the dominating force that everyone thought it would be, including myself, I was scared that once Hogak went, it's like, oh no, what's hiding behind him, right? Right. But like Jund might just, I, I don't know, I haven't played Jund versus Wurza, I haven't played the match myself yet, but Jund might just beat it up. Like traditional, like, look at your hand, take a thing. Kill your thing, play a, uh, a dude, and then start ripping you apart. Might just be good enough. So it might be that the deck is very, very good, but it might just fold to other strategies that I've played. So, but uh, Emery, as everyone, it's funny because she's to Emery. rough. She's rough. She seems crazy good. I yeah, would, I wouldn't be surprised if she sees playing like every format, like vintage, standard, yeah. modern. Like she just, she's absurd. I didn't realize if you, I was watching Ben Wheeler play some standard with her, and you played a witch's oven. He's playing like a silly mm-hmm. food deck with eggs yeah. and stuff in it. So I saw his hand, had two lands and Emery. I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. Plays his witch's oven for one and suddenly Emery's two. I'm like, of course, she has the cost reduction. So you make food tokens, you make clue tokens, any of these things. Right. Reduce the cost. So You're not making food tokens in modern. That sounds like a video that I'd make. There probably will be, I will probably end up making a food video. Right. The deck will be terrible. I'll probably go, Stuff one, your face. One, four. Yeah, yeah. None that's of those food tokens are milk, so I don't know why you're making them. <laughs> I could uh, put one of the edited art files in, so they're right. milk and stuff. But like Europa Aether Grid's a fun card, so just make a lot of food. Sure. And I'm just shooting, pinging people with food and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if like, let's say Jun just continues to be like, like not just the, the, the gatekeeper of the format like, like Splinter Twin used to be. Let's say it gets a little bit, it just happens to be a little bit better, a little bit better. Let's say they reprint uh, uh, Ren and Six uh, uh, they soon. To. They have to. Soon. Let's say they reprint it soon and in a way like where we get a lot of it. So suddenly price comes down, let's say Fetchlands get their reprint like we're thinking in in, in return to Z- uh, Zendikar. Let's say that uh, uh, these factors go in basically to make it more affordable because Jun's expensive right now. Yeah. Jun's expensive. But let's say, say Jun gets a little bit more affordable and so it not only gatekeeps the format but it also kind of takes over just a little bit. I wonder if people won't care that Jund is out of control in modern because it's just it's Jund and it's a fair deck and it's there's it's just very different when you look at modern 
and Dredge is out of control or Eldrazi is out of control or Hogak yeah. is out of control, you, you, you go, this is baloney. But if you look at modern and it's like, what's everyone playing in modern? Jund. All right. It's not about, I, I completely <laughs> All agree. Right. Because like part part of banning discussions are normally around how bad you feel playing against stuff, right? Like two right. and three cards, right? And stuff like that. So people never really like shout about banning Goyf or Liliana. Right. But the other thing is like I think John is the only fair deck that might might draw some ire because people get annoyed at how expensive it is. It feels very right. That's why I added my qualifiers. We got to get it it cheap. It's one of the few modern decks where the where the cost isn't just in the mana base. Yeah, like. Uh, well, Lidiana was the most expensive card in modern barring lands for a long time. I think Remin 6 is the same price for Dira now. And when you're looking at like, that's that's like what, between seven and eight cards? Maybe six and eight cards, depending on what Lidiana split is? That's crazy. Glyph's still up there too. And yeah. Glyph's in the $50, $60 range. So Tarmogoyf is at, at, at $50. So playset, we run full four and Jun, so yeah. that's 200 bucks. That's something. You know, <laughs> it's not nothing, is it? It's not two hundred dollars for four creatures is still pretty absurd. What's sad is, is it's not as bad as Renan Six or Liliana. What's sad is it's not as bad as uh, uh, some of the Fetchlands, yeah, right? Yeah. Right, Verdant Catacombs are eighty dollars each, I believe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and so there you go. Then you got to start falling it right because you're not allowed to have Jund unless it's the most expensive version. Right, it's part of the Jund rules. When you when you join Jund, you become a a card-carrying gen member. Right. They're like, well, the deck's not expensive enough. Keep going. Right. That's a joke I made when Renin 6 came out. I was like, oh, yeah, of course Jun's playing Renin 6 because it's expensive. Like, that's not because it's yeah. good. It's because it's, it's expensive. Because Jun players are like, is this card expensive to get hold of? Yes, let's try it. Right, right. But, Jun players regret that they don't have uh, the artist who did the alternate art, Liliana from War of the Spark. They regret that they don't have a special yeah. commission <laughs> of him doing Liliana of the Veil in like, that did the anime yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manga style. Uh, uh, but... I wonder if it's possible. Do you remember the modern event deck? Yeah, the black white tokens deck. Black white tokens. It was a bit of a bummer. Uh, I liked it. I you can. Uh, did it? Didn't it have any marsh flats? Did it? It had. No, it didn't have well, marsh flats. Don't forget they did put windswept teeth in the standard event deck at one point. Right. right. So it always made you think. Did they do it? No, because it had isolated chapels and did it have any shocklands? I can't remember on the Shocklands. It did have the isolated chapels. Uh, uh, what ended up being the most chased thing in it, ironically. So it came out, they wanted 80 bucks. Can, was can, can I guess? Oh, go on. Okay. First, I want to guess the card. It was, uh, they wanted 80 bucks for it and nobody was buying it. Nobody. Because Black White Tokens wasn't even on the meta at that mm -hmm. point. And this was a watered down Black White Tokens. It had an Elspeth in it and it, and, and it wasn't even the one that really is, it was Elspeth Tyrell. Uh, 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 they, it no, had, no, it had a Night Errant in it, I think. Oh yeah, I it think, had Night Errant. Okay, think, it did have yeah. Night Errant. But still, it was just like, they wanted 80 bucks for this thing. And it's like, this is not being played in modern. And uh, nobody was buying it. And so it was for sale at one point when I did my review on it for 40 bucks, like at your local game store, which is I think what they paid for it. Or so they were just like, get it out of here. And so I did my review video and I said, the deck is a disaster, but 40 bucks is a freaking good bargain for all the, the lands that are in here and for things like it had a sword. Yeah, uh, so, so that's what I was gonna guess. Sword yeah. of Feast and Famine was in the sideboard, which I think it's like a 40 buck card now. And it had a copies of Inquisition. Did it have a playset? That was the thing. It had a playset of Inquisition. And this was before Inquisition's reprint mm -hmm. in uh, Battle Bond. Uh, conspiracy. It was in. Two? It was conspiracy in one of them. Yeah, conspiracy two. That was it. Conspiracy two. Prior to that, Inquisition was up to like, wasn't it? How Inquisition was 20, 20 bucks 30 bucks yeah, for an silly, uncommon. Silly, yeah. So it had a playset of them, and suddenly, like, it was like, and people had forgotten 
about the modern event deck because it was a very forgettable product. And it, this was now like like a couple of years later, right? And and then it's like, wow, Inquisition is how high? And then someone goes, wasn't there a place out of that in the, the modern event deck? And then someone's like, those are like 40 bucks on my local game store shelf. Those are 40 bucks on Amazon. Those are 40 bucks on eBay. Buy them. And, 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 and then it's like, this thing's a jackpot. That's one of the examples of where a bad product can go really good uh, uh, in my book. I think that's a fun example of this yeah. product was a disaster, but to get it for 40 bucks instead of 80 ends up with good value. And then it's fun later on where it's like, it's still on the shelves at 40. Do you know what the irony is? Yeah. is that Black White's token's best matchup in all of, in all of modern is Junt. Really? Yeah, because Junt decks can't beat you making like two or three creatures from one card. Because John's game plan right. is just, just trade one for one, and then when we get down to top decking, my lands are creatures, my de my cards are powerful, Tomagos and Livianas and stuff, right. and I will beat you on a one-to-one -one basis. <laughs> and then Tokens is like, well, actually, this card makes four tokens over two turns, this one makes three straight away, and then I just play a crappy anthem, and you're dead. It'll be really like, it's funny. It's literally the best matchup that, that it has in the format against Jund. So there's an irony there. Yeah. We're talking about how great Jund is, and then we're talking about how bad black white tokens is how no one plays it but john players when they see someone make several lingering souls tokens they're like oh no what do i do that would be so funny if like black white tokens returns to the meta and <laughs> and, like it, and it ends up becoming one of the because it's the jund is so prominent black white tokens becomes a great deck in the format and that the list that is run is strikingly similar to the modern event deck only it'll be thirteen hundred dollars by then because of pricing <laughs> and then everyone's like this is like 80% of what was the modern event this, deck. This feels like a good video for me to make. Yeah. Like, Here's the modern event deck from 15 years ago. I would Here actually, we, we should try that. Yeah. Load it up, load, load up modern event deck and see it's how it does. It's before was go back to old standard decks. Right. And just be like, this standard deck was like dominant. You know, right. Like Coldblade, for example. Let's just put it through a modern league and see where we get to. And like that could do it. The four color fights decks. Depending on metagame, you won't just randomly right. have very good matchups, you know? So that's one of them. The event deck, right? Just there picking was old a, like pre-cons. There was a fantastic per uh, i think a person went 4-1 in a, a legacy league with a popper elves oh yeah something like that, that reminds right? me they, that changed, reminds they, they no, might no, have no. changed one card no that reminds me there was a, if this might be the same case or something yeah some guy walks up and thinks it's a modern event and brings jund and it's legacy right and he signs up and he wins this might be something like a gp because, that's different yeah. i it was in the popper they, they basically sure. they took popper popper elves is pretty hot uh, uh popper yeah. elves has got a lot of legacy cards in it i think they might have upgraded the mana base yeah, gaius they, cradle probably yeah the... yeah i think they they uh, they 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 took the legacy elves mana base but they literally took the popper elves i think they were doing it to see if they could do it what's the and popper they, elves win condition how do they kill with it uh popper elves has a uh, 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 timber watch that uh tap, tap it, yeah and it gives plus x plus zero uh where x is the number of elves you have in play you just hit them with a big sure it also runs things like vanguard uh which can get up there uh it's got um just like you get those but well wishers the, going the addition get, like, of like one life. hoof is good enough to make popper elves like, oh sure 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 yeah so that's that's fun stuff do you think they could do a modern event deck again. They could they can do whatever they want. These cards don't cost them anything. That's the funny thing. That's right. the funny thing about magic in general, right? We always go, oh, do you reckon they'll do this? And like they really could if they wanted to. But I I think a modern event deck would be good if they think they could mine modern. And I think perhaps it'd be a good lead up product if they're gonna print another modern masters. It's like Masters is back three or six months before they're like, or afterwards even. Mm -hmm. Here's the event deck. Because they can also do that where they just miss out some obvious reprints. Everyone's like, where's Stoneforge missed it? I'm like, aha. It's here again, you know? So I think they could. I think they would if they were trying to mine modern for some money. And that's not something I can't imagine them not doing next year.
I just think about things like what's Ren and Six is how much now? Uh, $100, I'm assuming. Just think about the modern event deck. Um, the modern event deck was $80. And just imagine it's it's that one Ren and Six is more than the... Mo it's like, how could you do... I, I almost said to you, okay, so let's do, let's do Jund as a modern event deck and it's like so we'll have one of one lily and i started saying in my mind as you and i was like one liliana one tarmogoyf one ren and six and it's like eighty dollars you it, it, this is but the they problem should, they should like john would be a great deck to do that with because like i said someone won a legacy event with it at some point or at least the, the legend goes because the, at the time i think was this when death was still legal in modern the cards there was only like eight cards that were play, weren't played right. in the modern version compared to legacy version which is basically punishing fire because the punishing fire combo is legal and legacy and not legal and modern so the decks were literally like exactly the same right so jund is a good one to do that with because the cards translate very well across to a tier two i'm sure but a tier two legacy deck right barring some jewels so it'd be a good event deck for that reason if you buy black white tokens you're never converting that across to black white mm -hmm. tokens and legacy because that's just not a thing mm -hmm. so jund would be a good choice for that yeah yeah, yeah. actually death and taxes would be the real but how would it look and how much would it cost you can't do how how could you do a jund event deck you can't. Not not if they care about the secondary market, not crashing the price on all these cards. And it might upset a lot of Jun players. I think Death and Taxes or something would be a better deck to do, A, another deck. And B, again, you can swap over to Legacy when you change like eight of the cards in the in the mana base and a few other creatures and stuff. Storm would be a good deck to do because Storm, you could put Storm together now for 80 bucks. Storm is actually doable with reprints. Yeah. DT is doable with reprints if you ignore Aether Vial. There's budget storm. There's budget storm lists now. That you could do, I think, for eighty to hundred bucks, and there's well, full storm, like like full on storm for like two hundred, which they could totally do a two hundred dollar deck. I was going to say, like even, even, even the fully fledged version doesn't play fetch lands. Yeah, or, or there's why. a big argument not to play fetch lands. Right, 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 and which is why. And, and but the only problem is you don't want storm as the event deck. You don't want someone who isn't in modern. That's like like okay, so commander precons. I want to play Commander. I don't have a Commander deck. I can't afford to build one from scratch. I wish I could just go to the store, buy a deck, sit down and play Commander for the first time with my friends. No problem. Come on in. Get your, your Duretti. Get your whatever. Get your your your, your Edgar Markov. Yeah. This is great. Have fun. You'll totally be able to put up a fight with, well, with so Brea against your friends. Absolutely. You can upgrade. And then so it's like, great. So now take that same player and replace the word Commander with Modern. And it's like, great. Here's Storm. But you just uh, named Edgar Markov. He was one of the precons, and he's one that's of what I mean. Like that. Well, works. that's what I'm saying. But he's an obnoxious commander. Yeah. Like, but and, no, I, I just mean Storm no, isn't. I wouldn't want to introduce someone to modern. No, Storm. but you, the irony of what you just said was that you named three of the more obnoxious commanders. That, right? I intentionally did that. Okay, exactly, exactly. So they've done that in Commander Back, but I guess the staples and the deck aren't the same and stuff. What but, I mean is, is that I could take the Edgar Markov precon and give it to someone who's not who plays Magic, plays Standard every Friday, never played Commander. Give them Edgar Markov and say, sit down with me and Vincent, let's get a game and they'd be fine, right? Mm -hmm. So I can take someone who's played standard, never played modern, and I say, all right, here's Storm, go on in and have at it. Like, I, they'd be like, wait, what am I doing? Oh, I thought I thought you were going down the route of people hate Storm. I just and you don't want to say, I know what you're saying now. It's I get not it. a self, it's like, it's you're, like you're you saying it's, co it's complicated deck. It's complicated, complicated deck. To run. I thought you were going down the route of let's not turn a lot of people into Storm players because Storm players no, suck. I, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually, like, given that Storm can be put together for 80 bucks. Do you know what my first modern deck was? I'm in favor of it. Do you know yeah. what my first modern deck was? Storm. Yeah. Storm. I, I didn't know that, but I guessed yeah, it just now from, based con on context. Context clues. Yeah, context yeah. Clues. I, uh, I was like, I'm going to read all this shape and stuff. The deck's right. pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, so I, I had Did a you like playing it? 
Um, I've never really piloted Storm uh, except once I borrowed it from a friend for an event and I did not do well with it. I but thought, I've never I, thought I was enjoying piloted. it until I started like playing other decks in the format and getting, yeah. like, getting Inquisition into Thought Season hit with the Goyf a couple of times. I was like, wow, looks like my, my, my Jund matchup isn't as good as I thought it was. And then someone played a Thali and I was like, oh God, I've got, I've got to play around this and stuff. Right. And then they put in Treasure Cruise and I just changed over to Delver and I started having loads of fun. Mm -hmm. so that's always funny, isn't it? You build your first deck and they print something that's makes you move slightly to a different version that's really, really yeah. gross. But. So I think, yeah, you're right about like Jund being a good introduction in, a, in an event deck because it's the fundamentals of playing mid-range of magic is very similar to standard. And I guess D&T to an extent as well. So certain decks you'd pick. And Storm I, wouldn't be I, and I, I know, you know what I'm going to say. I actually think a great first deck is Merfolk. Merfolk you can make into an event deck for 80 bucks. Yeah, but then you cut in the Aether Vials again, right? If I talk one about Aether Vial, one Aether Vial. But Aether is one of the worst cards ever in the world to play in Singular. You don't want one eighth of all. It's all or nothing. I know, you're, I, I get where you're going with that, and then Murthok is good, but as long as you respect the secondary market, the Aether Vial is the thing that stopped you playing those decks out. I used to play Murfolk without Aether Vials and without Curse Catchers, and I did just fine until I could afford them. When I was uh, when I was a lad, still green in my youth, before I even had a, a, a YouTube channel, I looked at Murfolk and I said, the only expensive cards in here are Curse Catcher and Aether Vial. And I said, the rest of the deck I can buy for 40 bucks at the time, like Lord of Atlantis yeah, is worth five fair. bucks then. And I bought the rest of the deck. I went in and played. And then you know what I did? I saved up my money and I got an Aether Vial. And then I put it in. And then I saved up my money. I got a second Aether Vial and I put it in. And then I was doing okay. And then I saved up my money. I got two Curse ca Catchers and I threw them in. And so what you do is you put one Aether Vial in and you put a little note in there that says, trade some cards for another Aether Vial and put that in fast. You just literally, Wizards writes that on a note. They say, instructions, trade some cards from your folder, bunch of cards from your folder with someone for an Aether Vial, and then put that in here fast. When was the last time Wizards even mentioned trading any of their official stuff? That was the last time Wizards mentioned paper. Um, but... I mean, the, the problem you'd have with Murthok being the event deck is that the community wouldn't like it. No, well... I think there'd be a lot of outlash about, like, Oh, stupid Can Murfolk. you imagine them, the reveal? Just I want you to just picture them seriously doing yeah, the reveal. Yeah, because they're going to get you to do it. Modern the, event. No, 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 no. they'd send it out to you. They'd Mo be like, Prof, tell them. Modern event deck. Modern event decks. And they reveal it. Storm, Merfolk, black, white tokens. <laughs> Storm, Merfolk, goblins. Well, you receive an email tomorrow. And wizards are like, Prof, we're doing a Merfolk event deck. And we'd like you to preview it. Top. Oh, okay. Storm is a budget deck. Merfolk is budget, but it's pretty bad right now. Uh, uh, it's okay, but it's not. It's, it's pretty bad even for Merfolk right now. There were some moments there. Dredge, Dredge is cheap. Oh my yeah. god! Modern event decks: Storm, Dredge, Storm, Dredge, Merfolk, <laughs> Merfolk, Asterix, no Aether vials. Yeah. <laughs> Aether vial, vileless Merfolk, vileless fish is the name of the deck. They could go for like. Or reviled, reviled, reviled. folk. They could, but they could go for the reviled. holy, the holy tri trifecta of decks that people do not like, and they could have like storm, dredge, and then you can even have Tron. But they've they've really screwed the pooch, and it's all the Tron lands, which would make them cheaper because they're quite expensive nowadays. They're, they're getting up there. There's yeah. still you could do that. You could reprint the Tron lands. Yeah, exactly. But there'd be no cards or anything. So you just no, have like no, no. one worm call engine and a mere battlesphere, right? Or in Soul of New Phyrexia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and what was the other one? Scuttling Doom Engine. Scuttling Doom Engine. Four copies of those. Like you can beat Elspeth Sun's champion if you're playing against a meta game from 15 years ago. Right. And then the all the other alternative is Infect. 
They're like, oh, here's Infect. Goodness. How is Infect, Infect doing these days? Is it, does it have any presence? I've seen people... So I don't think I've been paying attention at any point recently, but I've heard or seen people talk on Twitter and Reddit about how green-white Infect is the thing. Green-white? I don't... I can't even recall why. I think I asked a friend this and they told me and I can't What's remember. What's the white? I can't remember. I totally knew this and didn't look it up. It's Giver of Runes. That's right. the reason, because you can protect stuff. So you, you lose blue and blighted agents, so you play some of the crappy, like, uh, uh, artifact, like Iron Claw Mere. Right. That, is that one of them? Is that the two-mana one? That's like one. Like a colorless infect creature. And then, yeah, you play Giver of Runes. Right. Giver of Runes means that you can protect it from removal, or when you know they haven't got anything, just give them protection from whatever color they get through and just spring through their blockers. Yeah. So that was green-white infect. And I think during Hogak, it might have been because Rest in Peace is better than, well, blue cards that can't deal with Hogak, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, Screen White Infect was a thing for a while. I don't know if the deck's any good now. Are there any other budget decks in Modern that someone could see? Besides burn. Storm? Burn is always... Mwah. Burn Mo is... Yeah. It could release a Modern Red Burn deck because they have to have... Mana base won't be expensive. And then they just put four Goblin Guides in there, four Eidolons. I mean, that's a lot of value. I know Goblin Guides have gone right back up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how high? Goblin Guides are Goblin Guides are $17 each. As neither of us seem to know the cost of any burn cards right now, let's play a little game where I'm going to read out some burn cards to you, maybe four of them. Right. And you're going to guess the price, and then we'll try, you can try and guess the full price. Let's do okay. it. I'd learn the Great Revels, because this card was expensive before it got reprinted. But it, w it was reprinted recently. Uh, yes. Yes, this is a version of what it was reprinted. Eight bucks each. $5.71. All right. Gold fish average. So that's pretty good. So they four of those in the event deck isn't, yep. isn't unreasonable. No. Um, how much do you think lava spikes are? A common. Uh, a, a buck each. Uh, this has shown me the original Kamigara printing, but $3.50. Sunbaked Canyon. This is Sunbaked a new edition. Canyon? This is the uh, the Horizon Land that yeah. draws a card. 25 bucks. 16 bucks. All right. So not hugely expensive, but another proof that Modern Horizon And is it, how many up. of that does it run? Uh, this 5-0 list. No, sorry, this 9-1 list at MCQ, so that's pretty good. Uh, four copies. Okay. Because it's a very good way of getting through the flood, right? Sure. And All then right. lastly, the lastly. last card. How much do you think a Scalding Tarn is going to set you back right now? I know what a Scalding Tarn is. It's 100 bucks. Yeah, 100 bucks. Uh, so the list, the full list, how much? Full list, and so that's that's Boros Burn. Yeah, that's, that's the Boros deck with the fetches and everything. $700. Hang on, 691. Now, I believe, I always say this to people, if you're not playing modern today and you want to play modern, the smartest thing you could do is put together mono red burn. Mm -hmm. I bet you could put together mo how much were goblin guys again? Seventeen, two, four, six, eight, eighty. I think you could put together mono red burn for one fifty, maybe even a little bit less, depending on a few little cuts. Subs those out with some trades, and you know, it's not the best right deck, down. but this is what you do: you spend your one fifty, you got mono red burn. You go down. And this is for someone who is not currently playing modern and is interested in learning, is modern curious, M curious. And uh, you're modern curious, so you put together mono red burn. You go down and you start playing with mono red burn at events and you learn other decks by playing against them. And you go, okay, I'm up against Wurza, what's it do? I'm up against uh, Jund, what's it do? I'm up against Tron, oh, I'm up against this version of Tron, oh, I'm up against uh, the, the one infect person. What does it do? What's it like? Oh, I'm up against, you know, this. What does it do? And then you start asking yourself, which of those looks most interesting to me? And then you get to be able to set things like, what are the most expensive cards in there? And you go, okay, well, I'm really interested in uh, uh, Wurza. 
And so I got to get a play set of Urzas, right? Is the run four? four? Where's the run four yeah. Urza or three? Before he does, the cards are yeah. ridiculous. So. Okay, so so it's like okay, that's that's some money. That's those are Urzas like twenty, thirty bucks each. And so you start saying, okay, let's look in my trade folder. Uh, and in my trade folder, I maybe have you know some standard cards that are up there in price. And it's like let's start trading those for things I could trade for an Urza or trade them for an Urza or up trade into that and you start putting this framework, you're still going in with mono red and then you start to have this little separate deck box and it's got your two Urzas in it and your uh, you know, uh, a sword and whatever, foundry and, and you start putting it together and then it's like, okay, I'm on like a third of the way there. And then you start you know, doing things like you're, you're gonna get prize, you, you're, you're maybe gonna win in the event, you're gonna go uh, 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 three and one you can go three and one or you go two and two and you get some packs there with that and you trade those with other people. And it's this build into a sort of thing. You might even yeah. eventually sell off your your uh, then mono red for the 150 back to finish off. No, no, you don't, you don't sell mono red because what you do you always is- keep, Always keep it, always No, 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 no. Once your modern deck's built, you then change like 12 of the cards in the mono red deck and start a legacy. Sure. There's mono red, but I think, I think burn and legacy- My very first- my I think very, it's cheaper than the modern version. Yeah, my very first uh, modern deck was mono red burn. My very first legacy deck was mono red burn. My, you know, like that's, and that's how I learned the other decks. So but, mono red burn and legacy is better positioned than mono red burn is in modern. It's crazy how few people actually play burn because right. how good the deck is in modern. In legacy, sorry. The deck is really good, really good. Um, so now I have a test for you in terms of guess the prices. Okay, okay. We're using MTG Goldfish paper pricing. So it might be off by, you know, I mean, it's not an exact science, but it's giving us a general idea. So I said the person has started up with a $150 mono red list and they want to trade into, they want to trade into Wurza. How much do they need to put Wurza together based off of uh, a complete, MTG Goldfish uh, uh, tournament result achieving deck. Oh God, I don't know how many fetch lands and things it plays at the top of my head. Um, I'm gonna say 1300, 1300. Close, according to this, 1529. Is the most expensive card in the deck poorly fetch lands? Uh, the most expensive uh, card in the deck is Scalding Tarn. There we go, okay. Non-land wise then, what's the most expensive card in the deck? Mox Opal. Of course it is, yeah. What are they, 100, 120? Uh, four Mox Opals will run you $479. <laughs> uh, and that's the scary thing about modern because Mox Opal, it, it, in time, because it's the card that'll get pushed the most to be broken. It could be, a, I don't think it is now, but it could be a bannable card in the future, especially as we get things like Emery's printed and stuff. And it's scary, the idea of dropping $470 on some cards and then getting banned. What if I run around Titan Shift? What do you think that costs? Uh... There's a lot of fetches, but they're not blue fetches. They tend to be a bit cheaper. I'm gonna say just short of a grand, maybe 980 something like that. No, 541. Oh, cheap. Okay, much cheaper. Much cheaper, much, cheaper, much better. Uh, I think that might be, other than it being a combo deck, that could be a good contender for event decks as well, because, well, they print escape shift the standard, for example. The problem is the prime times and stuff. Right. Like Mono green Tron. Hmm. So like pedestrian Tron, as I call it. What's the top Tron list is, is uh, Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's I just monogram. I call, it, I call it pedestrian because it's the boring one. It's doing yeah. nothing exciting, right? There's some ley lines of sanctity in the sideboard uh, in, that, that that's white. But other yeah. than that, the only colored cards in this entire list is green. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, no, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just yeah, calling yeah. it pedestrian no, no, Tron. I'm, just, I'm more just breaking that oh, down. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say that's 1,100? 1, 824 bucks. Huh. 
bunch of cons now then? How much are the seven mana con liberates? This is running a playset of Karn Liberated. A playset is 251. So it's like 75 bucks each. Oh. Uh, actually, 60 bucks each. They're that low. They've gone down. 65? What is maybe that? They never, maybe math, they never math. got up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> maybe they it also runs a full playset of Karn the Great Creator. Yeah, because you want Microsynth Lattice. People can't really right. Know. And two oh, Ugans. Oh, how much is a Microsynth Lattice these days? Because this is a card that I remember. So I had some lattices left over from A Commander. lattice is 60 bucks. Yeah, I sold my lattices to a vendor for like 10 pounds or whatever, 10 yeah. bucks. And then, and then can't got printed, and I was like, oh, I've sat on these cards since, like, Mirrodin was a thing, yeah. and I can't believe it. Yeah, there uh, you that's, go. That's MTG Finance for you, right? There you go, that's MTG Finance. <laughs> Lattice uh, needs a reprint. It needs a reprint. Oh, a lot of these yeah. need a reprint. But I also think that, that a lot of these numbers really prove to me, in all honesty, that the only real issue with, with finance, honestly, are those fetch lands, because uh, as long as there's alternatives, I don't care that Karn is 60 bucks each because I don't have to play Tron. And if I want to play Tron, if I want to play Tron, then that's what I my goal is to get. Well, it's got that expensive card. Mox Opal comes close to being that's a little nuts. Uh, but for the most part... The counterpoint is, though, is that with Fetchlands, if we look at more casual, not just modern, but more casual than that, like Commander, right? Right. Like Fetchlands, you can just play another land. There's so many land options for Commander that, that Fetchlands matter a bit less, right? Right. But if you want a Khan Liberated because you like Khan, there's not really another option, is there? Because there's no, they're, they're too unique. Ugans, Khans, Liliana, do you know what I mean? I don't know, so, we did just fine without uh, 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 those in Tron for years. What, what, seven mana Ugan? We, we, Tron used to be, why in my day, oh, Vin, I forget Vince is only 21. Yeah, but, but he was around my the creature modern, sure, sure. In my day, you play like Tron ran Ulamog and original Emrakul and Grove of the Burn Willows. It was red, green, Tron, and that's the way we played it. No, red, green, Tron played four it copies played of Khan. Four, but it wasn't that expensive. <laughs> okay, sure. My point is, I, I, I the fact that Oh, that it's irreplaceable. That, yeah, yeah, they're that's unique. The that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, so it sucks for a new player to be like, oh, they play with Khan, the great creator, in their first sealed draft. They do right. badly because the card sucks. It's unlimited. And they're like, oh, you know what, Dad? Or, or, or their brother or their friend. Oh, Khan's cool. He's a big robot dude, right? I want to play with Khan Liberated in Commander. And they're like... Well, do you have 70 bucks? They're like, sorry, how much? And then it's just, it's depressing. People right. can't play with these play pieces. So, but but when you don't want modern, the, the fetch lines are just as important. Do you have 70 bucks? Well, you need that four times. <laughs> well, not for Commander, but do you yeah. Have, do you have 70 bucks? You need it four times. And they're like, oh, I'll be right back. And they disappear for three weeks, right? Yeah. And they come back, I've got my 70 bucks. Like, no, I meant each. Each. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Here's your one, this slider singular can across. And like, you know, I'll throw in three mere battles for yeah. it's like a dollar rare. There you go. They're like, thanks, buddy. I did a video once where I went through, this was now, it's out of date. It was a, a couple of years ago, I think. But I, I took uh, all the top, I like the top six modern decks on Goldfish. And I said, let's just pull out mana bases. All, all of it. Not just fetch lines, but the complete mana base. Yep. And while some of them still were pretty expensive, almost all of them dropped by more than 50%. Some of them dropped, and some of them dropped by like 70, 80%. Well, on the reprints, the fetch lands. Or, yeah, by, yeah, if you take, well, it, it was, but it was the mana base. Take out the mana base, and some of these modern decks were, were, were some oh, of them. Oh, sorry, when you move the mana base, the deck gets incredibly cheaper. Sorry, yes. I'm with yeah, you, I'm yeah, with yeah, you, yeah. I'm with you. So take out the mana base, and the deck value drops so much on some of these decks. Some of them stayed up there, like, but, like I was going through like, I think the top six, I'd have to go look at the video again, but it was so dramatic. And that's part of why my issue with reprints focuses on things like Fetchlands 
uh, if Fetchlands got reprinted and were made very affordable across the board tomorrow, I wouldn't suddenly necessarily be going on about, all right, let's look at Ugin, let's look at Karn. I can see that, but I would be a little more chill about it, where it's like, okay, that's fine, you know? It's just that I, we needed those, and then it's like those Fetchlands are in all those modern decks. In all honesty, at, at the end of the day, like, where do you think modern's headed? Or, or is this going to last? Do you think modern is fading in popularity? Do you think people have bad memories of broken times in the format or just these outrageously expensive cards? Or do all we need is just reprint Fetchlands and Standard once and everyone's going to be interested I think in if modern you, if again? If you reprint cards into Standard especially, I think the format's going to be in a great place. Right. People get excited, but when the format gets sorted out and it's in a good place, this happens with Legacy a little bit as well. People are like... People publicly tweet out and talk on Reddit about how great the format is. And that, right. That's how it feels right now. People are excited to play the format again because all these decks are showing up that they love. People people have been sad they couldn't play their gen deck for the last right. God knows how long because it's been bad against all the combo decks. Then it's bad against Arclight Phoenix. Then it's, well, I think it's okay about Phoenix. Then it's bad against Hogak. So people are excited to play their pet deck again. And that's what you get with these older formats. People are excited to play their pet decks again. Right. And then there's people who want to play those decks. That's the other category of person, right? There's people who want to play their pet decks who are excited to play modern and play their pet decks. And the other category is people who really want to play as eternal formats, would like to play as eternal formats, but they're just completely priced out. Right. Or they're not priced out, but they're just like, they're worried. I guess the other problem that, their modern has an image problem, right? Because things get banned all the time. So do you want to go and drop $800, dollars right. on a deck and then get banned out? No, I don't. So I think that's perhaps where it is in terms of inviting new players in, but I think the players that play it already are pretty happy that things have kind of evened out. Right. And then we just need to wait for the next set to push some dodgy, high-powered stuff on us and then go from there. Well, until the next set. Yeah. I think our drain's going to be okay, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what Theros and, and, and Zendikar has to, has to bring.